Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you better believe it. We're back. It's the Causeway Kings right here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. As always, your friend Ben in the host seat, along with three colorful characters that we just love having on, on repeat day in and day out. Merrill Marshall joins us. Merrill, good to have you back, my friend. Great to be here. Can't wait to talk some hockey. Uh, trade deadline's coming up, um, believe it's next week, so a lot to get into. Sure is. On that happy and healthy note, we got Gordo, full of air and good lung span. How you doing, buddy? I'm surviving, guys. I'm surviving. I, uh, hopefully I won't have a uh, coughing fit this evening. And um, hockey season, youth hockey season, is coming to a uh, an end here for me in the next couple of weeks, which I'm very excited about. Um, we got some Patrick Kane watch going on right now. I'm just don't know what's going to happen here at the trade deadline. And then I just wanted to, I'm going to bring it up tonight, boys. Beanpot, not happy how that ended. Mm, we're going to talk about that. But we mm. got to say hello to another returning champion in the oblique corner. It's Coach Clance bringing it back home. What's up, Clance? It's been a while. Gentlemen, it is fantastic to see these somewhat good-looking look, good mugs on the old uh, Zoom camera here. Uh, no, it's, um, you know, high school hockey for my team just ended. Uh, we had a great season, uh, ended up 13-5-1. and one. Had some really big wins. Um, great group of kids this year. A couple called up to varsity already. And, uh, you know, being impact players up there, so that's great to see. Um, but like Gordo said, youth hockey is coming to an end, but now begins the full 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 tilt of banana lands of psychotic youth hockey parents that think all their five six seven eight nine ten year olds should be going to the show by the time they're 13 well but of course they are a whole different story um we're gonna have to talk have a you know have a talk with the doc after that one but it's great to be back with you guys i've missed you guys um but yeah like gordo and moral said we got a lot to go on here you know patrick kane watched Little bitterness come out coming out of New York out of his mouth. Um, Just a touch, also, buddy. You know some some sad stuff with Jonathan Taves dealing with you know the chronic issues and the immune system issues from having COVID and having to take another leave of absence from playing. But hey, there's a lot going on in the league, and I'm excited to be back with you, uh, somewhat look good looking fellas. There it is. Well, guys, let's not waste any time then because we've been doing this weird rotation of like one episode per month for like the entire span of the holidays, but the holidays are well over. We're in February now. We're even past Valentine's Day, all right, boys? We're coming up on St. Patty's Day. We're coming up on TD Garden Finals time. This is my favorite time of year for high school hockey. We'll get to that in a little bit, but let's get to the meat and potatoes. We left off in the Abington Cam Studios, which, by the way, shout out to our executive producer, Kevin Tachi. Thanks for uh, letting us muck up your studios a little bit there, buddy. Um, but we were we left off a little bit after that. Uh, the All-Star game and the All-Star break, for all intents and purposes, done. Clance, we did not get to get your take on that first and foremost. So go ahead, buddy. How did you enjoy this year's All-Star festivities? <laughs> you sure you want my two cents? Yes, absolutely. Um, listen, earmuffs, kids. You guys, you guys know that I love hockey more than anything other than my wife and my kids. The NHL All Star Game and Skills Competition are turning into an absolute clown fest and an absolute joke, and it's honestly truly embarrassing to the NHL. 
Here, why here. Can we do, why can we not just go back to the old school? Hey, we got the fastest skated competition. We got the normal breakaway competition. We got the target shooting competition. And then we throw something else in at the end. Why does it got to be fucking David Pasternak dressing up like Happy Gilmore, taking 25 minutes to do a shootout, Brady, Matthew Kachuk dressing up like a like Gilgan from Gilgan Island. It's just an absolute joke, and I'm sick of it, and it's embarrassing to the sport of hockey and to all those true all-star players. Amen, Quit. man. Preach. And throw in, how about let's have a somewhat representative five-on-five actual all-star game. Or if yeah, we're like, going to do three-on-three, do like shake it up and do like first team to five goals wins or something. Like, why can't we have old school NHL All-Star game? We got Owen Nolan coming down, calling his shot on Dominic Hasek, picking top cheddar, saying, Hasek, you suck. Here we go. You're not an All-Star. But it's just a joke. It's not even enjoying to watch. Like, my five-year-old, who loves hockey more than the four of us put together, was not entertained to watch it anymore. Wow. The only exciting thing I thought was when, not so much exciting, but like fun thing to watch was Ovi, Crosby, and Ovi's son doing the the little breakaway thing. I thought that was awesome. You know, Ovi's son, who's obviously, you know, in the spotlight of the great one to be the greatest hockey players ever. Potentially. Leading the the team out onto the ice. And then everyone knows the rivalry between Crosby and Ovechkin, right? And then those two teaming up with his son. It was just awesome to see. But now you got... Guys dressing up, it's just so stupid. And then, like, can someone explain to me what this whole goalie situation was? Them shooting from one end to the other, trying to score? Yeah, I, I don't know. All I know is that if Gordie Howe, God rest his soul, could see what happened, I'd really like to hear the words of his articulation. It, it, it's just stupid. Plain and simple. I don't think the um... – it's not like when they played five five on five that it was obviously they're not going full tilt out there, right? No. Yeah. I just and too the you know a lot of the voting stuff and you're voting in you know some of it's like a popularity contest. You're not actually getting all of the best play like you know that that year. You're getting some you know what's the guy's name that was in there a few years ago? The tough guy there, Scott. John Scott. John Scott. Like you know. Yeah, I not a big fan of the guy and, you know, but that was a great moment for hockey when he got voted in like that. Yeah, I but like again, I that guy that guy does one thing on the ice and it's an important role, don't get me wrong. But no one's It's there. not part of the All-Star game. But, but you no can't one, see no yeah, one's there to watch. No one's there to watch that guy playing an All-Star game. Yeah. Right? And yeah, like, yeah. like you said, Clance, like, yeah, let's bring back some of the old school, like, you know, keep it simple, man. Like that's people want to see the fastest skater. They want to see the hardest shot. They want to see the, the accuracy shooting, maybe throwing like a little skills comp there like they used to do. But the, oh, this man. other stuff, like all the, the, the big dog and pony show, like that's dumb. I did like, uh, was it two years ago or three years ago when they had the girls play? The three yeah, that was cool. Like that was cool. Like yeah. that was cool. Like why not bring that back into the play, like into the fold? Like if you're going to try to grow the women's game, let's bring in the three V three there. Right. Mm-hmm. But have the guys play like, 
I don't know. I just the three v three for me. It's just not fun to watch, especially with those guys, and they're just kind of like mucking around. And um, but even like a, a few years ago when they did the um, like the accuracy passing, like they did like the sauce toss into like the little nets, like that's yeah. entertaining to watch. And then when they had the guys, you know, weaving in and out of like the Gatorade things, like you know, skill stuff, like stuff that actually makes sense during the actual hockey games. Like, I'm sorry, like during a game, is Matthew Kachuk really going to come down with a hockey puck in a Gilgan Island hat and shoot it with a mini stick? No. Yeah, like, what? It's, I don't even understand. I, I'm still trying to comprehend what the hell the point of that was. The only time it was appropriate in an all-star game for a, a costume change and a wig was when P.K. Subban paid homage to Yarmir Yager. That was it. And that was the whole. That was the end of it right there. But I'm with you on that one, boys. It's just wild what con- is considered professional NHL entertainment. I I just don't understand for the life of me who at the executive level in the NHL gave that a green light. Who looked at this and said, "Perfect. This is exactly what hockey people around the world are looking for." Joke. Yeah. You know, this is the other thing. You you guys like Gordo. Just to build on your point. You can't like say like John Scott like oh you know it it yeah it's great for hockey on one hand but you can't also turn around and say we want a serious all star game with the best of the best when you got fucking you know John Scott who skates about as well as I do out there like you can't you know what I mean you can't have your cake and eat it too that that's that's the only other thing I'll say about that but I agree with everything you guys just said well it goes it goes to like it goes to the NHL now though right like it's you know, the, the fighting and that's kind of turned into a dog and pony show, uh, you know, viewerships down, like, you know, a lot of stuff that we talked about last episode, you know, the fact that we're even giving the all-star game any time and attention now is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of over it. I said my piece time to move on, but I just hope the NHL certainly does better, you know, next time around. And um, it's just, I don't know. Again, I don't think it's good for the game, and I don't think it's attracting. I don't think it attracts new viewers or you know attracting new fans to the game. I think most people would probably turn that on and be like, "What the what the hell am I watching right now?" I thought the right? professional all star game was today. Yeah, I just I want to see I want to see the best players, you know, and too. I mean, obviously five on five, it's a little tougher, right? You know, you're not going to be able to do too, too much there. But I mean, these guys play five on five every single night for a million games during the season. Like, it's not like a, it's going to be that taxing on them to, to, to play that, you know, for whatever a game, a game or two. And, you know, I mean, I, I, and I still liked the one game, like, right. You get all the best guys in the world, you split them up on two different teams and you play one game and you're done. And right. then you do you do the skills comp and all that stuff, and we're out of here. And maybe sprinkle in like a a good band would be, you know. Yeah, I would, would I would love one stage. decent halftime or whatever you want to call uh, it. Just give me one artist. Have, they need to have Eminem perform. Do you think that's going to fix game. it? You think Eminem will fix the NHL's entertainment yeah, brand? Yeah, Weird Al perform. I would. I would one of the greatest rappers ever to be a rapper. Absolutely, he would absolutely make things. That much better. Tell you what, I'll compromise. Give me Weird Al Yankovic and Eminem. One stage, 2024 (laughs) All-Star game. Sold. 
You know, in all seriousness, you know what's so I'll easy to do, but people <laughs> love it? People love just guys getting mic'd up and fucking talking shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's so easy to do. Like, I can't believe, like, I can't believe they don't do it more in the NHL. Like, they should have, guys what? should be mic'd up for every game. Yeah, why they isn't every them. player mic'd up all of the time? Yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, you, but you, do you know who doesn't want them mic'd up? Gary the, Bettman. The players. The, Sox. the NHL. Oh, yeah, the players, too, probably. <laughs> the players like having a little bit of that privacy on the ice, you know? Dude, I I love those things, man. Like the the old like uh, Kevin Stevens just giving it to uh, uh, what the hell was that? It's him and somebody else when they're playing for Pittsburgh. Just absolutely, uh, oh Bellows. <laughs> yeah, Bellows. Yeah, that was unbelievable. And then you know, there's there's so many good ones. There, you know, I love that stuff though when they're just talking shit and you know going bench because to that's. That's like the real behind the scenes stuff that fans want to hear and want to see. Yeah. That's why like I feel like the show's behind the B um is such a hit because you're seeing behind the scenes other than just game playing and stuff like that. Um the, the Oilers had a show wow. called like Oil Change a while ago that was really good. Um Pittsburgh yeah. had one called um In the Room that was really good. Like that stuff, like that's what fans want to see. The Road to the Winter like, Classic, HBO. Exactly. Those that was one of the best shows ever. The Road to Winter Classic, exactly, Merrill. And now it's it's just a joke. Like because they're trying to appeal to like people who are casual fans and like instead of like satiating their own fans, like you look at the NHL in general, that the the viewership is down twenty two percent, and that's their own fault for freaking getting in bed with ESPN, like. Honestly, let us fucking go work for the NHL. We could bring them more money, have more popularity in one year. Just let us just let us take control of the creative. That's right. Like it's just unbelievable. Like, these are simple things and we're real hockey fans. We 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 eat, sleep and breathe it and you know, we're a little bit disenfranchised right now cuz they're trying to like cater to, you know, the the 35-year-old casual you know, male, female, who, like, will maybe occasionally watch. Like, listen, hockey is a sport that, yes, it's the fourth major sport in North America, but the but the fans of hockey are the most loyal, diehard fans of any of the four major sports. So they're going to spend the money. They're going to be loyal to their team, no matter how sh- good or how shitty they are, and they will. And they will also watch other hockey games too. They're more likely to watch an out of market game than than you know baseball or basketball fans. Certainly, maybe football fans if they're a degenerate gambler. But you know what I mean. Like these are the hardcore fans, and I feel like we're just kind of getting gypped because because Gary is uh, is getting lazy and, and he's trying to appeal to. You know, he's trying to grow the game when he should just be trying to grow the game, but grow it with the hardcore fans in mind. You know, it's interesting maybe, that you maybe mentioned. Marty Walsh will change things for them. That's, there you a go. Total, That's a news right there. Total, like, wait, what? This guy was working at the White House. Now he's going to work where? He went. What? He went from being the the mayor. On? To working at the White House now, he's working for the NHL. I, I mean, I guess that. there's only one way to go from up. I guess the he's NHL. Better than Wu, I can tell you that. You well, know. anybody's better. Than no Wu politics. We do not do politics on this show. Bad, both of you. All right, All back right, to I'll hockey immediately. 
I was just going to say, I pass on this conversation. No, I, you know, one thing I will say about the vote is that the, the union didn't vote. It was just the 32 reps from the, from the teams, like the, the, the player rep for each team voted. It wasn't like the last vote they had with Donald fear where everybody in the union voted. So everybody was also a hostage at the negotiation table at that point too. Well, I mean, they've got to, he's got to come right in and like get some things straight. Like as far as the escrow thing and um, trying to, trying to figure out a way to get the salary cap to actually move, because I feel like it's also hurting not only the players in terms of being able to, to make money when they're free agents, but just for the teams to be able to make deals. I mean, has well, the salary cap moved in three years? Not much. Well, if you think of it, because since COVID, the escrow has gone up from, I think, like 20% to like 35%. So you can't really increase the salary cap without straightening out the escrow first. Yeah, they got to figure – well, that's what I'm saying. He has to fi- he has to figure that out and try and maybe do a – and do a and do a compromise deal with the NHL. The, the only guys that are making out regarding the escrow are the guys that are in the show on a one way deal to get you know put on waivers and assigned to the minors because they don't have uh, Chris Wagner, perfect example, making two point five million a year with the bees. Mike making Riley. that for making that for the Providence Bruins right now because he doesn't have to pay escrow. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, fuck yeah, send me to Providence. I don't want to pay escrow. Done deal. Why do I want? Why do I want to give up thirty five percent of my paycheck every two weeks? The middle class guys getting like the like the like the the middle six guys and like the 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 second pair D guys are get are the ones that get squeezed. You know what I mean? Yeah, Especially like right, and well, those are the ones you want making money to stay motivated there. But hey, anyway, whatever they can do to figure out something to help keep that process moving, keep it grooving. That's what I say. Well, one question I have for you guys is let's just get right to the Patrick Kane dilemma. Oh, baby. Gordo, I know you've been watching this like a hawk. You know. No pun it, intended. It sounds, it, it sounds like. <laughs> there you go, Benny. He got me on that one. It, it Obviously, you know, Patrick Kane has come out and, you know, spoken his displeasure of not being traded to the Rangers. And so it sounds like that's where he wanted to go. Which you were right on on that one, buddy. Yeah, you know that's what I do. It's not, I don't only look good; I make great uh, predicaments. You know, he makes good predicaments. Uh, <laughs> you know, like what? Do you, what are your thoughts on his comments? Like, what are you guys' thoughts on his whole approach to coming out and speaking out like that? I, I got to start it off here because I've never seen a player basically throw a tantrum per team. Per it's like, oh, I'm gonna go. What do you mean they traded for Terrasek? Who? What? What do you mean I'm not? Oh, you know, screw these guys. No, 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 they're jerks. And then it happens to Toronto as well. He's like, oh, I'm going. It's done. You know, done deal, according to the, the grapevine. And then all of a sudden, boom, Ryan O'Reilly, someone well, else. And he comes out the same thing. And he's like, well, that's the second team that's a jerk, basically. You not know? only Ryan O'Reilly. They got, what, Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, Achari, and, and a bunch um, of stuff, yeah. Somebody else, right? I think but, it was a minor piece after know, that, but yeah. I- from what I'm reading and hearing is like a lot of teams, you know, they obviously who would not want Patrick Kane, but a lot of teams are skeptical on taking him because of the hip issues and all that. But then you look at him in the last two games, he had a hat trick and two goals plus multiple assists. Listen, it, you guys know I'm a big cat Patrick Kane guy. You'd rather take Tarasenko or Kane? I'd rather have Kane. Kane. Would you rather have O'Reilly or Kane? Kane. Oh, Kane. Kane. Come on, man. 
That's why he's pissed. He's a better player. Also, Chicago, if you guys haven't been watching, they suck. Max, Max Domi is leading the team in points. That's, that's not, like that's you know not you good. Suck. He's got he's got nobody to That's do. like Merrily the team is D League men's league team in points. Come on, man. <laughs> he's picking on Merrill. <laughs> Basically, it's true. It's only hey, I can say that because I love Merrill. Yeah, that's right. It was weird because we kind of went off a of cane last week and or uh, the last episode and we started talking about Taves because there was some heavy interest there in him, and now all of a sudden he's he's not gonna play for a while. Do you think like it's a money thing because Kane is making so much money and teams got to, you know, Chicago's got to retain a decent amount of salary or like, I mean, I don't think it is, but do you think it's a character thing? Or like, do you think it's an age thing or I mean, the guy's a world-class talent. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, they took, O'Re- I mean, I like O'Reilly. I think he's a great player, but, but he's not what he was five years ago. No. And they took Kane is, <laughs> but they, they, they gave up God another guy in the American league. So two American League guys, and they gave away three picks. It's all here, as we discussed. Ooh, somebody watching a show. We get half. This that sounded like a porno. I don't know what that is. We get half porn. Is this you porn? Well, at least we can edit this out. Yeah, let's just keep going, please. Don't don't, uh, (laughs) don't edit that out. (laughs) Finish your finish your thought, Gordo. I I just you know. I don't. I don't think that's being pissy. I just think that's, you know, the the Chicago's had nothing but issues since that incident, right, with that kid, and you know, and then they they they're yard sailing everybody, and you know that it's just you know it's it's sad because it's a great hockey city, and you know him and Taves have kind of like, you know, once those two guys came on board, it just you know you, you're talking dynasty there, right? And he's probably going to go down as one of the greatest, you know, American born players ever. Um, and to say that he can't play, I mean, dude, did you watch that game last night? He's still got it, man. When he 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 can turn it on better than anyone. He's got a hip injury. Like Marshan had a hip injury and Marshan was still able to dominate. That's what I think. I, well, I think, I think Rangers, I'm still like, yeah, they're, they're good, man. But, Toronto, I think, is fucking loaded. Mm-hmm. And if they were going copper bus this year, like I, I, you know, I'm not much of a salary cap guy. That's that's your guys' department. But <laughs> I, I'm taking. Um, if I if I want a cup now, because you got Austin Matthews, I think his is up this year, right? His contract. I believe it is. Uh, yeah, I think he's got one more year. So, Toronto is just going to give him the key to their local bank and say, "Go take whatever you want." Uh, that's what I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't take him. I mean, dude, just he is so freaking dynamic offensively. Like, but and I agree with you, Gordo. But here's my th- issue with Toronto: they always go for the number, like the top player forward wise. They yeah, never go for a defenseman or a goalie. Yeah, and that to me has always been their downfall when it comes to playoffs. Yeah, you know, I get. You have Austin Matthews, who is probably one of the top three players in the NHL right now. You have Mitch Marner, who is having an absolutely rip off season, and Willie Nylander's having a huge. Willie Nylander. Now you bring in O'Reilly. You you have so much like Zach Hyman, like all these secondhand guys that are just unreal. Yeah, but what do you have on the back end? Because those guys can only do so much. 
Dick mm-hmm. Hyman's gone. You know, but I mean, look oh, at the Hyman's board. gone. Look at the He's on Edmonton, I think. Oh, that's right. Oops. That's all right. Don't don't worry about it. Like, no, We're, your point is correct though. It's like they've got nobody really on the back end, and their goaltender is Matt Murray, who is the definition of unreliable, and Ilya Samsonov, who is you know trick or treat. So, like. like my thing with Kane is I think it really boils down to he's making so much money. I think a lot of the teams that want him would really need to have to get a third team in. Like, you know what I mean? I I think they, I think to make the money work, you'd have to get a third team involved. Like I know that was the case. And they're talking about Edmonton is super interested. Like they would love Edmonton wants to get Kane and Carlson. Those are the two guys that they're zeroing in on. Um, they will probably have to trade the next, seven first round picks that they have. Um, but like, but here's the thing. It's like Carlson's making $11 million a year in San Jose. Toronto does not even have the cap space to take on half of that. If they were, if they were smart and they were looking to bring in a top notch defenseman, they would be the front runner for Jacob Chitron, whatever his name is out of Arizona. He's making like exactly. nine for the next three years. Exactly. And trust me, I get that Carlson is having a, a, a you know MVP type season. I get that. But salary cap wise, like you don't want to go out and pay seven and a half million dollars a year and re, you know, or eleven million dollars a year, but retain half that salary for a rental player. It, exactly. Chickering, and- Chickering, you can sign to long term. And he could grow with your core. Exactly. I mean, I not to make this about the Toronto Maple Leafs, but like that's a that's a deal that would totally make more sense for them, but I mean, I mean, who the who the fuck knows? Like I, I mean, here's the thing I do know, with with all the teams tied up against it in the salary cap that hasn't moved in 3 years, like all the I mean, in, in like if this was 10 years ago, there would be a shit ton of moves. Like if you oh, look God, at yeah. the trade deadline from years past, you had guys fucking moving all over the fucking place. Now, like, you'll be lucky if you see 40% of what we talk about, like, in reality. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you hear the you you hear the Bruins are hot in on Gavrikov to the point where they, the, the Blue Jackets didn't dress him for the, their last game. They held him out. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that guy. Big defense. I, I, I think he's good. I think he's solid. I think he's serviceable. Do I think he's like the the missing link to being a deep run in the cup playoffs? No, I don't. I think Chickering is. I think Chickering is a guy that's going to give you the minutes that McAvoy gives you. That, you know, that's going to give you that stability, that offensive threat as well. I don't think Gabarov or whatever his name is is going to give you that. I think he's going to be serviceable like a a Derek Forbert or a Brandon Carlo. I I would love to see him get a, a a guy who could skate a little bit, but who's a fucking hammer back there, who's a little intimidating, which is something they definitely don't have. I mean, I was thinking a guy, you know, like a Luke Shen or a Zadorov, that would be fucking ideal. Zadorov, was, I wanted them to go get Zadorov in the offseason so bad. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm calling this right now. It's going to happen. Game one or two of the, of the, of the playoffs. Some some defenseman's going down with an injury and is going to get fucking blasted. I, mean, I just have a feeling. I, you don't need to say some defenseman. Everyone in fucking North America knows it's going to be Brandon Carlo. I mean, 
Or, a Ford, or a Ford truck is going to come bombing in on him and look at him too hard, and he's going to get a concussion and be done for the playoffs. Like they're fucking overdue. Like they on the back end, anyways. They've been able to weather the storm quite nicely. And I mean, McAvoy missed a bunch of time. I understand the beginning of the season, but the playoffs are a whole different ball of wax. Nobody's passing up fucking hits. I mean, like I'm looking you, at even some of the games. Your balls. <laughs> I'm I'm even like looking at like um some like watching the regular season games. I'm just watching how the guys come in on the four check. I'm like, oh, that guy, they're not going to pass up that hit. They're not going to pass up that hit. Like the way Brady to Chuck played today, throwing his body around, like that's going to be every shift in the playoffs. Yep. I, I, I think, I, I mean, uh, I'm just going to leave. I, I'm going to leave the cane thing alone. Here's I, my thing though, with, with the cane, right? He's clearly a world-class talent. I mean, last year he had 92 points in 78 games right now. He's missed some time. 27 points in 52 games. Looking at the Bruins roster, personally, I don't, at this time, I don't think we need him. No. I think we need a top four defenseman, yep. like a Chickering, that is going to get us to where we need to go. Yep. Clearly, we have the offensive threat. Pasta had his 40th, 40th and 31st goal, 41st goal today. Yep. DeBrusque hasn't missed a beat since being out since the Winter Classic after breaking his leg. Yep. All four lines are firing on all cylinders. Nick Felino is rejuvenated. That third line with coil centering is probably the best third line in hockey. Now let's look at solidity. And then, you know, surpassing the defense real quick. Allmark is got to be the number one contender for the Vesna. No doubt about it. With the number one backup in the league and Swayman. So all you really need to do is you need to bring in that one piece for the defensive core. That is going to give you that stability because we know what the offense is going to do. We know what the two goalies are going to do. Now let's worry about the middle piece between the goalie and the forwards, and that is the defensive core. Yeah. And you need to go out and get someone like a chicken. I'm sorry. Get rid of Riley. Get rid of Wagner out of the HL. Love them both, but that right there is $5 million a year in cap space they're taking up for you. Yeah. You're going to have to give up something real good, though, for them to take – if you're gonna, if you're gonna, I mean, it's gotta probably be like sell, right? Which is fine to, because be be honest with you, he did shit in the World Juniors. He didn't have one point, and he's done nothing this year in the AHL. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, he he definitely has uh, has regressed. I, I don't even know if you're looking at it from just guys having big seasons. Like, is is he even still their number one prospect? I mean, I haven't I haven't looked at you know elite prospects, but um, you know their top two guys. He's having a down year, and the defenseman Lori at Ohio State he missed a bunch of time with a knee injury. So like their top two prospects are fucking not not doing too hot. So yeah. So you know, looking at just looking at hockey DB at Fabian Lasalle. Last year with the Vancouver Giants, he had 62 points in 53 games. Okay, great. He did great in juniors. No, not great, but he did good. AHL this year, he's got 27 points in 34 games. 11 goals, 16 assists. 16 assists. Yeah, okay, not bad. World juniors, zero points in seven games, which is where, if you're a first-round pick, that's where you should be having 14, 15, 16 points in seven games. 29 pims. <laughs> you know, like, you, exactly. You have, you have more fucking pims than you did in games played. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't think he's going to be a, a full-time NHL 
first, second, even third line player. I think honestly, we're looking at another Stanika Sentian oh, type situation. I hope not. Jesus, if that's the case, I was hoping he'd be Sergey Samsonov, but I don't I don't think they're gonna move that kid. I think they're gonna give him some time. I don't I don't think with Sweeney, I I don't see him moving that kid. Yeah, he'll give him ten years like he gave Stanika and Sentian. I mean, he'll give him. I I definitely think he'll give him more than half a season. You know, with in Providence, um, you know, World Juniors or not, and he's not having. You know, he's not lighting it up. He's still only a nineteen-year-old kid. Um, but you know, I, Wagner, like you mentioned, you know, I like bottom line. Bottom line is, I mean, up front we're loaded. Goaltending, no issue. Defense, you know, I mean, we've been saying this since the last summer. I mean, obviously the season has gone completely in the opposite direction as we all thought it was going to go. <laughs> I know, right? But, we, but we've all, I think, all have, you know, agreed on one point. The back end is was kind of like the, the uncertainty of, you know, how we were going to do this year. You know, it, with McAvoy was out to start the season. I don't think anyone and their mother expected Lindholm to come back and be the stud muffin that he is this season. He, uh, he's got to be the running for the Norris. He's got like, he's been lights out. We talked about that last, last episode. Um, you know, McAvoy's having a, you know, McAvoy's McAvoy. I just, you know, it's going to be those usual suspects, right? Once the playoffs come around, Clifton still makes dummy plays. And mm-hmm. Grizzly is, you know, obviously. Oh, Grizzly's turnover today. Did anyone guys see that the, for their only goal that Otto scored? I was like, what the fuck was that? He tried to pass it like backhand through the guy. Like, I, I mean, that always, was absurd. He got caught he's being always, fancy. He's always been like a poor man, uh, you know, Tory Krug to me. Like, good skater, mm-hmm. he's small, but come playoff time, man, like, he's just not like from a physical standpoint. It's like minus 18 in the playoffs. Yeah. And if we bump up against a heavy team in the playoffs, man, like, you know, I, I think our depth up front will allow us to, to make a nice run at the cup for sure. But, you know, when push comes to shove, you know, I don't, I don't know, man, this, the NHL is so wacky now. It's like so hard to, t- I, whoever thought the, you said it earlier, Clance, the Bruins are single digits in losses right now. Single yeah, they have eight losses all year. Single digits. That's banana lands. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah, that's, yeah. They, they're back on pace to set the points record. I mean, it's. This has been the most. And I mean, and again, you guys know I'm not like a diehard Bruins fan. I haven't been for a while. And kudos to myself. I'm not, you know, I'll give a little pat on the shoulder. I've been, you know, following along and watching. And I know one thing we're going to be in big trouble with pasta. Whether, you know, if they don't sign that dude, like, immediately, I don't know, man. Like, and and then, you know, on the back end, you know, coming up with the playoffs with the trade light, the trade deadline coming up, I just, I don't know, man. It's just such a wacky, and we thought they were going to suck for, you know, at least until the All-Star break this year, and then everybody miraculously comes back early. They can't be beat. All marks an absolute stud muffin, and Don Sweeney refuses to sign Pasternak to a big deal to the money he deserves. That guy's going to be—I mean, he's got to be 
He's the player of the league right now outside of Connor McDavid. I, I, I was going to say outside of Connor McDavid, right? I mean, dude, watching Pasternak today, I, I mean, that that one goal was an absolute snipe and a half. Yep. That breakaway goal, he's just such a pure he, goal scorer. You could tell he had that lined up before he even crossed the blue line, and there was yeah, not yeah. a damn thing that goaltender yeah. could have done about it. I mean, he's a goalie there, Mandalorian or whatever the fuck his name was. Couldn't even stop it. Oh, he's going to be a hundred point guy, right? This season. I mean, probably going to, he's, he's, probably he's gonna, very close to it. He's definitely very close and he's going to have probably over 50 goals. He's got like 20 more goals than the next Bruin. Like I, I mean, said. dude, I mean, I mean they, they got 77 points in 56 games. They're that talking is unbelievable. You know, Rumors are like 10 million, 11 million, 12 million. Some of these other guys have signed some multi-year deals, you know, in that ballpark. Dude, he's he's got a he's he's going to be one of the highest paid players in the league and the, I don't see the Bruins paying that. I mean, no. that's which is crazy cuz who on earth would you possibly think you could get to replace him at a better price? You can't. Like who yeah, would you even go for? You can't. He, and but, me personally, I don't even think he's like actually hit his prime yet. No, he's still young. I you know? I just look at if he if they don't sign him, it's a fucking it's a it's an absolute it's a mutiny on Causeway Street. It'll be the fucking Causeway coup, not the Causeway King. They, <laughs> they, they cannot <laughs> not sign this fucking guy. My my, like, my it, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the guys are gonna be in contention for the heart. Maybe win the rocket, and we're not gonna sign him because he wants too I much mean, money. Well, like, my, my, like point, like what? My, my point with all of it was if they don't make a move at the trade deadline and go and get, like Clance says, a, like a top four solid, you know, heavy defenseman that's going to be just be a bruiser in the playoffs and, and you know, and take you to the cup. I mean, Pasta's probably going to be gone. You know, LA, even, the LA Kings are going to open up their bank account. And even if and even if they do win the cup, he's probably going to be gone anyways because he's going to get paid, man. Dude. So, so if Sweeney was smart, he would try to go out and get that guy that's going to complete the back end. And I, I mean, you know, obviously the Rangers look pretty damn freaking good right oh now. Oh my god! So. It, and, Toronto, and now Toronto, right? Adding o- O'Reilly, like that's a that's a big piece to that group. Yeah, is he going to carry them to the cup? I don't know, but I mean, it definitely makes that group a lot stronger. So I look at O'Reilly being like our Felino with a yeah. little more skill to incorporate oh, yeah. to his game. Oh, I'd say yeah. a lot more, a lot uh, more, more skill. Yeah. But hey, here's the terrifying thing: I brought up Clance on the last podcast. You've got Carolina, who not only owns your ass. They're sitting out there. They put Pacioretty on injured reserve long-term because he's probably never going to play again. Oh, God. They can go out and get Timo Meyer. They could even do this. They can go out and get Timo Meyer as a rental and then come in, clear out cap, because they're already $10 million under the cap. They can make a couple moves, and they can sign Pasta. Totally within the realm of possibility. That would be like, absolutely Car- Hold on. Horrifying. You say Carolina could sign Carolina. Pasta? Carolina. Yeah. Uh, but didn't Timo Meyer go to the Rangers? Timo, uh, I'm saying if if Timo they could go out and get Timo. I don't Meyer. think that's final yet. No, they could. No, um, no, he is. He's just not playing right now because he has an upper body injury. Oh, Meyer. Timo Meyer. Yeah, he's with the yeah. Rangers. He's just not playing right now because he's out hurt. I thought Did he was Meyer with San Jose. The Rangers. 
I'm pretty sure Timo Meyer went to the Rangers. That uh, was Tarasenko. Uh, I know so, Tarasenko did, but I could have sworn to the internet. Timo Meyer. No. Well, I'm here to say we had a day with upper body injury. I'm seeing Winnipeg and Carolina, but I'm just saying that like, like, he's still your that? rival. What a what an unbelievable get for them. Not only are they, you can make an argument they're a better team. They go out and they get David Pasternak in the offseason. And that's a fucking PR nightmare. And, you know, I, mean, I don't think he'd go to Carolina, though. No, it, it honestly. Honey talks, man. LA Kings. Uh, it does. I think, I think. LA Kings. Kings. It's a better, better market. West and Coast. the Kings have money to spend. Yep. So, they have a lot of money to spend. Kopitar's uh, like forever. Here's another thing. Don't underestimate the whole tax thing, too. Like, there's some teams that, you know, you got some teams, like, that's a big thing with a team like Tampa Bay. I'm not saying he's going to Tampa, but nobody really thought that that uh, Matt Tachuk would go to Florida, but he did because it was such a, it was so much cheap. You know, he his money goes a lot farther. He, he gets more. Well, yeah, because it also makes up the difference for what they're paying in fucking escrow. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's like no one wants to go to Edmonton or, yeah, or pasta in Dallas. Well, also, that's a possibility, also, too. Well, that's a real state taxes. Also, real estate taxes. Dallas, that's, too. That's another horrifying thought. Like, the more and more I listen to you guys talk about where Pasternak is potentially going to go, the more I think if the Bruins don't get this deal fucking done, what an absolute train wreck. Gonna make well, Tyler Sagan look like a fuck the uh, ally of Frady trade. It'll, well, it'll... let's think about this, right? So, everyone's in agreement that the bees need another. Uh, they need a top four D man, but they also need to focus on signing Pasta. Trade deadline is March third, Friday, March third at three p.m. Yep. I'm saying right now. Let me just pull up my uh, my calendar here. Give me one second. Move that over there. Okay, there we go. Yep, perfect. If we don't hear any rumors of contract negotiations being spoken about again by Friday, uh, sorry, Tuesday the 28th, maybe Wednesday the 1st, I'm saying Pass is not being signed. Wolf. And in that case, burn your fucking Bruins jerseys if that's the case. <laughs> Seriously. First never, to worst, never baby. Say, never say never, but it's definitely not looking good. Because what we, what's going to happen is they're going to go and sign like a chicken, you know, as we would, everyone would think a rental player. And next thing you know, on you know Saturday, March fourth, we hear that they signed chicken to a six-year, thirty million dollar contract. And then everybody goes, wait, 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 what? Yeah, every, exactly, Benny. Everyone's like, well, why can't that thirty million dollars go to pasta? I just, I mean, it, it's kind of ominous. I mean, it all could be a mood point. Maybe they sign him tomorrow, but. I mean, you're not really you're not really hearing anything, and it's you know it, the cost is going up every day that goes by. The cost is going up, and every, and every goal is another million at least. You got to figure at this it, point. I well, just I was looking at it today. Bruins forty goal seasons, right? Pasta just hit forty today. It's his third time. The great Ken Hodge did it for. Uh, sorry, he was. Uh, he did it three times. Cam Neely four times. Rick Middleton five times. Phil Esposito seven times. Which, by the right. way, happy birthday, Espo. 
you think so you think about those guys, right? Neely played for the Bruins forever. You know, Ricky Milton forever, Esposito forever, Kenny Hodge, you know, had a had a good run with the Bruins. Like those guys played back in the 70s and 60s. If, if they don't sign Pasenak, it's a it's we, a we haven't had a Bruins player with back to back forty goal seasons in twenty plus years, and we're just gonna let that. And they, how old is he? Twenty nine. Yeah, twenty six. Twenty six. No, is he that young? He came in at eighteen. Yeah, he's twenty six. I'm looking at Augie Damn. right now, dude. And he, like, just I mean, he's. he's He's got so he's, much more, like years to go, man. Like he's one goal behind Connor McDavid for the league leading. McDavid's at forty two. He's at forty one. Yeah, and he's then point point he's wise, he's ten years, one hundred twenty million. Five, number five in the top five in the points for the league. Yeah. Ten years, one hundred twenty million done. That that's what it is. Get it done. So you think you think he wants. I, there's no way he's going to take ten million. No, he's going to want no minimum, 12, twelve a year minimum. Now you're talking. You're going to give him Connor McDavid money, which yes. well deserved. Where's the other money. thing? Who do you have for forwards? You got Bergeron and Krejci, who are three hundred and seventy years old. Who yeah, are you forwards? Bergeron just hit 20, 20, 21 goals already. Yeah, he's going to have and another I, 30, 35 goals this year. Yeah, but he's, he's 37. But, but this has got to be it. Marchand's 34. Like, Mar- he, Marchand's got more time for sure, but for Berge and for Krejci especially, they're watching the clock going, okay, we've won the cup, we've done our thing. Depending on how this season ends out, you know, maybe another one, hopefully, fingers crossed. But, you know, I can't imagine that the two of them are having the conversations of, wow, I can't wait to still be doing this in two years. Here's the thing. look at Just looking at their roster, these are their players that they have in their mid-20s Grizzlick, Lindholm, Clifton, all defensemen, Pasternak, Zaboro, Carlo, and then A.J. Greer, whatever, and Jake DeBrusque, if you want to throw. They don't have any forwards outside. Like, they don't have – they have to – if they don't sign him, just I will drive Don Sweeney to whatever the hell he wants to go because he is – they they have to get it done. Yeah, but they're already having salary cap issues, right, this year? Mm -hmm. And you're going to keep – now you got to keep if Bergeron comes back another year and Krejci comes back another year, like now what do you um, do? That I mean, yeah, th- exactly. They're already making no money. I, I well, I mean, the veteran yeah. minimum, the over thirty-five minimum. I mean, I, I just, I just don't see. You know, I, I, again, I don't want to get. I don't think it's about the money with those guys, though. No. No, I, I don't think it's. I think it's about having that shot at winning the cup. I don't either, but you still got to pay him, right? Oh, absolutely. So absolutely, you do. I mean, you're paying them what a million bucks a year each. That's really not a lot of money to them. Well, I feel like if you keep those guys around and then you got to sign pasta, you, that's when you're going to start losing some depth, right? Yeah. If they because if they don't fix the salary cap, then you know it's it's you know, and then what's all what's all Mark's deal like? He was five years, uh, four years, twenty-five million, or five four, years, twenty million. Five. And yeah. he just signed that what last year? Yep, last, last year. year. First okay. year. Now, I'm, and I'm just looking at the the NHL stats. He's number one in the league in goals against average at one point eight eight. Swayman's number three in the league, uh, four in the league at two point two one. Save percentage, 
Almox number one ninety three point nine three seven. And um, shout outs. Well, he's not on there. But again, you lose, you have the okay. number They're one goalie in the league. <laughs> you know, you got the number one goalie in the league. You have the number two goal scorer in the league. Who you again? You well, is it worth keeping someone like Craig Smith around? No. And in in keeping Wagner and Riley on the books in Providence. I just, I mean, I can't imagine that Sweeney's going to sit in his hands on this one. I, I just can't think that. I don't want to think that. But you know, I mean, let's. I, I would say to to stop running around in circles here on this topic. Let's just hope for everybody's sake. And Don Sweeney, if you're listening, let's go out and get a top four D man. Come on. Yep. Let's just do I mean, it. And can we get just it up, pause baby? It that I'm looking at the. Um, Again, the points leagues and you know leading points guys and Connor McDavid's number one in everything. He's already got 102 points. Pasta's number two at 77 points. He's above Crosby and Ovechkin. Yeah, like I mean, that's absurd. Well, even Drysital. He's got some years on those guys too. They've been doing it for a long time, man. You know. No, I I completely get it, but still, like. Those two guys are legends of the game. They're yeah. they're clearly first ballot Hall of Famers, Stanley Cup champs, every everything you can imagine under the sun. And Pasta is well above them in the standings for all those things. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say if we could jump ten years in the future and Pasta stays healthy, and the kid's going to be a Hall of Famer, no I mean, doubt. He he's a stud, man. He's I mean. Talk about coming into your own. Like he is, he's that guy, right? He is those guys now. Imagine him in another 10 years. Like he's, he's probably going to, you know, and again, we hope that he signs with the Bruins. He's going to be a Bruins great, man. He's going to be up in the rafters. If, if they sign him, he'll be up in the rafters, no doubt. So again, Don Sweeney, if you're out there listening to the Causeway Kings right now, we need you to sign David Prostanak. Top four defenseman. Serving pasta hot. No meatballs so needed. It's all sauce and gravy. I need I need to get this off my chest, boys. Did I you missed you too, Gordo. Did you <laughs> I, I, I missed you, buddy? Um did you guys watch the bean pot? I did, yes. Highlight reel. Um, Dude. Uh, when did I miss did I miss the memo? For which when, one? When do they do shootouts in the bean? It's pot? so dumb. Yeah, I was Dude, wondering about so that dumb. too. I thought maybe I missed something. All I have to say is that three on three overtime was more exciting than the game itself. Sure, it was unbelievable. And I, Devin, and I, Devin Levi, if he does not get paid to leave Northeastern, then the Montreal Canadiens are the dumbest team in the league. Well, that kid is unbelievable. Yeah, but Gordo, one hundred and fifty thousand percent agree with you. If you're gonna, win, like, you cannot win the Bean Pot, one of the you know longest lasting tournaments in college hockey history, world renowned tournament in my eyes. Granted, it's you know a Boston based tournament in a shootout. Like that's just ridiculous, borderline disrespectful. But I'm just now the only upside was it was a local kid, Milton Mass kid, Ada McDonough. 
coming right. down, That's not well. doing the, the dumb old fancy wide, long rangey. Wait, wait, wait. Come in. Then Deke just came down with speed shot. It scored great, yep. but it, they should have just kept going three on three, three on three, three on three, three on three until someone scored. Does that mean they're going to try and make the Stanley cup end like that on a shootout? Like but no probably. way. Man. And again, you're, I have, I'm brain damaged. You guys all know this. Didn't they? It's always, still a beautiful head of hair on top. Didn't of they brain. always play f- five on five overtime? Yeah, always until, until the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, until there's a damn winner. Until, until somebody scored a damn goal. Do they? When did they change this? I think either this year or last year was the first year they went to three on three. That's ridiculous. Oh, implemented that overtime would be three on three. Brutal. Brutal. Awful. But the, you got to admit, though, the three on three was exciting to watch. Three on three, whatever. Like, yeah, and I guess in in that situation, right in the bean pot, and it's such an important thing for all those kids. Like, I, yeah, I guess it makes the game get over faster. But and then a shootout, man. Like, listen, I'm happy for Aiden. He's a fucking great kid, and he's Vancouver is going to get one hell of a goal scorer. I can tell you that. That kid's a mm-hmm. stud. Um, but like. I don't know, man. I just, again, it's like the all-star game, right? Like everyone's man, left shaking their head. I wouldn't give a shit if that game went till two in the morning. I'm watching yep. it five on five. I don't, those guys are like dog tired. They can't even stand up anymore. And then they're some, packets it's a mustard, like Mark Shifley. And, and then it's like the cramping. It's just some weird ass goal. Like, you know, some kid just shoots one out of the corner and it just fucking goes in. Cause everyone's dog tired. That's the bean pot. I want to watch. You know what I don't understand either, Gordo, and that's a great point, right? So I obviously I follow like a lot of high school and prep school teams on social media, and you've heard of the Hill School, right? Or Hillside, or whatever it is. Yep. They just uh, competed for I don't even know what league they're in, but they just competed for the championship yesterday. It went into four overtimes. Beautiful. Five one five the entire time. Four, yeah. four, four overtimes. And they lost three two. Like that's if I'm gonna lose, that's the way I want to lose. I don't want to lose by one guy coming down and deking out my goalie. Yeah. I want to lose by a scrum in front of the net kid, you know, doing the dirty goal deed and getting the goal. Hey, you know what? You battled, you won. It, it, I agree with you. There's it, honor in that. Exactly. Gordo, you know, and I know that a lot of these kids that go to BU, BC, Northeast and Harvard, they go to those schools. Yes. They're great schools. They're great hockey schools. A lot of them go there because they want to play in the bean pot. Yep. You know, like I, I'll tell you right now, like one of my best friends, Chris Huxley, local Weymouth kid, played at Nobles, was a star there, won a Clark Cup in the uh, USHL, went on to Harvard for four years, had a full boat to RPI, but wanted to go to Harvard. He decommitted from the RPI and he wanted to go to Harvard because he wanted to play in the beanpot. And that was the main thing. He goes, that's why I went to to Harvard. He goes, not because I'm. I think I'm smart or whatever. He's like, I wanted to play in the bean pot. And and that's a lot of these local kids. That's what they do because they want to play in the bean pot. Half the kids from you know Canada or Minnesota or whatever, they have no idea what the bean pot is. You know, if you think of it, we had Andrew Alberts on a while back. He had no idea what the bean pot was. Yeah. You know, a kid from Minnesota playing at BC, like they don't understand. Like it's a, like Benny said, it's a pride thing, right? It's and to go out and lose like that. That's just disrespectful. Yeah, have it decided on a gimmick. Like, it just, uh, it's a symptom of like what the same thing we were talking about with the NHL. It's like, 
you know, we, we want to see the players. I mean, not that the players did decide the game, but we want to see the the game be decided as the game as it's constituted. It would be like, you, you know, it, it would it would be like football. You know, just just going, uh, you know, having it first and goal, and then just fucking or, or playing like seven on seven. Like you're not gonna fucking do that. Like it's the same thing. Like hockey, when you're getting into the, like whether it's a tournaments or NHL playoffs, it's got to be decided five on five. Yeah, agreed. I mean. In in my opinion, right? If I'm if I'm Jerry Keefe and I'm standing on that bench, I've got one of the best goal scorers in the country, and I've got one of the best goaltenders in the country, right? No offense to Harvard, but if we're if you're if you're playing a five on five overtime, right? Harvard man is was skilled. Oh yeah, like they made some. They scored some really good goals, man. I mean, their playmaking ability was like, I mean, I was super impressed, you know, and and obviously Northeastern's got a hell of a team too. They've got a ton of draft picks there, but I just, the shootout, man, like I I was like, you know, well, yeah, I I mean, I'm going to go advantage Northeastern on that one, you know, just from the, just Levi alone. Like we just talk about Levi's um, I think it was the second round of the shootout the glove save he made glove save he made and he just kind of turned it through behind him like yes. yeah fuck you i got this like no, i'm not going to lie that was pretty ba- that was pretty badass you know that kid's a, he's a stud man he, oh he's did you know that he did not even stop playing hockey till he was 11 years old that's crazy did, did you see him at uh was it i don't know he was maybe training camp i think it was training camp maybe this year was he he was in montreal in they were, he was super impressive. Was it development camp, you mean, or training yeah, camp? Yeah, development, development camp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, Montreal is getting their checkbook ready to get him out of Northeastern. I mean, that's, again, you know, just, it just for me, my little grind my gears uh, segment here. Yeah. Which is a perfect just, segue to our next event. That, Gordo, that, gr- grind my gears, Gordo. Dude, just that. You know, again, I'm happy. Like, you know, I know, I know a bunch of those Northeastern kids uh, and obviously key for him, you know, stoked for him, but it just, you know, like, man, it's just, it's not the way you want to go out. I just, it just like, you know, some of these, you know, it's like, uh, you know, fighting in the NHL, you know, like we talked about it last episode, just, you know, some of the old school stand in the pocket, Bobby Probert, just slinging fists. Like, you know, I miss that. And the same with this, like, you know, was it exciting? Sure. But man, I really, I, I think, you know, it just, I think in that tournament, it's just, you know, going to a shootout, just, I feel like that gives an advantage to one of the other teams where if you just play straight up five on five, man, anything can happen. As you yep. guys, as you guys, and know. that's the way I would want to lose. Yep. If I were to lose, it'd be a. Again, I lost a, a, a you know two on two battle in front of the net. Shoff, like, but I want to lose in a in a game like situation. But in that same sense, Clance, that's how you want to win too. You don't want to win exactly. because oh, one of our players just had a lucky shot. Thank God it was one of ours. 
You know, you want to yeah. be able to jump out there and say, there were six individuals out there on the ice that made this shift work, and that shift won this championship. And that's how exactly. you get that team mentality. I mean, it that's almost like encouraging the basketball stuff. And, and nothing against basketball. Personally, I can't stand the stuff. You know, the Don't me, 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 the I, 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 I can't with that. I absolutely cannot. And that opens the door for when you have to give that interview, it's how did you feel winning this game for your team? Like, well, hopefully, obviously, the kid had the right words anyway, but it's that same sentiment, you know? This is a team sport. No one mm-hmm. person is responsible for all the success or failure. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Benny. That's how it's supposed to be, at least. You know. Guys, I can't well, I can't believe we're already coming up on an hour here, so uh, I guess that means it's time for some final thoughts. We'll go around the horn here. Gordo, look like you're all amped up, so you can go one. Merrill will follow up in the uh, the middle spot. Clance on cleanup. Yeah, well, sorry to throw a monkey wrench in that session, boys, with the little Debbie Downer at the end, but just, you know, congrats to Northeastern. Um, happy that they won. Again, Don Sweeney, if you're out there and, um, <laughs> you know, whatever the hell you're doing, Let's just get a defenseman, buddy. Yes. We need one. We need one. And I Listen, can't. I can drop 30 pounds in like three months, and I'll be ready for playoffs if you want to sign me, Big Don. I, you have your great sauce back there. I just what I do. I'm a solid. I, I know I don't go past the red line, right? I'm a solid stay-at-home defenseman, red line into the D zone. That's where it's, that's where my, it's my sweet spot. <laughs> I like it, baby. Yeah. And, uh, you know, looking forward to – you know, this season coming to an end, I had a great, I just want to give a shout out to my, uh, to my, my uh, son's little hockey team this year. Um, great group of parents and um, we had an awesome season. I think we got playoffs next week and, uh, and uh, I th- it's looking like we're probably going to win a championship or we're at least going to be playing for a championship, which I'm pumped for. And we never got it. We never got around to it, but, Clance, I know you were going to talk about it perhaps, but you know, all you crazy youth hockey parents out there, like, Oh my God. You know, it's, it's not about seven, eight, nine year old, whatever. Like, you know, everybody knows, man, it's, it's the long game. So find a good program that has good skill development and doesn't matter what, team your kids on just let them have fun and let them figure it out on their own and support them and um i'm sure my phone's going to be ringing off the hook here for the next three or four weeks which would be exciting so can't wait for that and parents understand that every kid develops differently and develops at their own pace just because they're not an elite player now does not mean they're not going to be an elite player in five years like gordo said just let your kids have fun that's all that matters. I think we know a few of those guys. Just a few. <laughs> I'm still developing my beer league game. What are you guys talking about? I gotta develop my I gotta re rejuvenate my beer league game. I mean, we yeah. gotta get you rearing to go for the Causeway Classic. Yeah. I keep get, I keep I keep try, people keep trying to pull me back in and I just can't get over the hump of Trying to, I can't even tie my skates on without hockey gear on. I, Gordo, what if we rejuvenate ourselves together and I just toss straight Alfredo pasta sauce from the back end 
onto that beautiful curve you use in your blade, and you just go in and you do your thing. I think we should we should try to sign our good friend Chris Moy and get the oh two, for for the love of God get, get you two turkeys on the back and just throwing high sauce all over the place. Talk about a disabled back end. Uh, it would be I know, but two of the best sauce passers I've ever seen. Just gonna throw. Oh man, I love Mr. Christopher Moy. Um, I'm I'm cutting in here, Benny. I know we're getting to Maryland. Oh, to take it, it's fine. Uh, Chris Moy has been one of my closest, dearest friends since I was seven years old. Um, when I moved from the the rough city of Dorchester to to Weymouth, and you know, met him in a summer league, and he's always been a great friend, a great mentor to me, and he's been my assistant coach at Braintree High for the last seven years. Um, but he is, he is one of the nicest, kindest human beings in the world, and again, Gordo, like Gordo said, he can sauce him with the best back there. He just like me, doesn't go past the red line. You know, he's strictly red line back, does not block shots, just like me. Um, but, you know, he, he's just a great locker room guy. Can crush beers with the best of us. He could be, and, he could, um, he could be I think, top three locker room humans ever. Oh, the, yeah. At least that I know. Yeah, he, he's definitely in my top five of locker, locker, uh, locker room humans back there. Absolutely. Um, just an all-around great guy, and I want to give him hats off to you know another great season with Braintree High JV One Hockey. Um, just an awesome human. And if you want to meet him, head on over to the Love Arena up at the bar. He's a bartender up there. Just look for the um, the handsome, very handsome Chinese man up there. Great guy. And just tell him that Gordo and Clancy sent you. Yep. He'll take care of you. Just tip him. <laughs> <laughs> These guys over here. I love it. I love it. Well, I think if Clance has got that friendly outburst out of the way, <laughs> Marshall, go ahead. Well, I don't know how to follow that. I'll just say uh, kudos to David Krejci for playing in his 1,000th game. Um, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was a nice little ceremony they had with him before the game. Um, and... You know it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a interesting next week and a half. We get guys um, on the block. Probably not everyone's gonna get traded that is being rumored about. You got some really talented players who are not playing. Kale McCarr, Matt Barzell got hurt against the Bruins as well. So like, um, it, it's gonna be interesting. It's good. No. I thought I heard. I thought I heard some. I thought I heard background music. Um, then he's watching porn again, dude. Yeah, yeah, not, not me. <laughs> so, so liar. <laughs> so I think um, you know it's going to be a freaking. It's going to be a mad dash, and it's going to be some great hockey for some of the uh, playoff spots that are open. You got a bunch of teams fighting for a couple spots. Detroit's hanging around. Buffalo's hanging around, and uh, I know we didn't really talk about it, but the West is fucking wide open. The, the the top seed in the West, I think, has seventy two points. That would be barely a wild card in the East. <laughs> yep, fucked up. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a great next few months. This is the best time of year uh, if you're an NHL fan for sure. No doubt about that at all. Well, guys, as always, it's uh, nice to have two episodes in less than one week apart from each other. This this is great. We're back in stride. So. Hopefully that'll continue. The consistency 
constantly is what keeps these folks coming back. So thank you very much for everyone out there putting up with our shenanigans and pretty much everything else that's going on out there. So, folks, don't forget WMEXBoston.com is where you can find pretty much all of our past episodes. You can also check it out on pretty much wherever you get your daily podcast. And make sure you ask for it by name. It's Causeway Kings. You already know it. Boys, as always, all together now. Let's go, go bees. bees. Good night, everybody.